0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Lunchtime Series where we add value to people's lives happening every Thursday at 12 on eBasRadio.com. You can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels and in today's marketing and leadership segment, joining us as per usual marketing communications expert and co-host Craig Page. Lee, how are you doing, Craig?
1: Yeah, Kevin, great. Uh, well, thanks. Good to be chatting again and uh, just to note that it is our 75th show recording <laughs> to, today, so yeah, thanks again for... Opportunity of being part of this lunchtime marketing leadership series, and uh, just to twenty-five more shows to go before we hit that hundred mark.
0: I tell you, uh, like it's when I saw that this morning, I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty incredible." I'm like, you know, for and for especially for someone else to stick it out with me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm crazy enough to do this crazy stuff on my own, but like for for someone to be there and to to help collate the information and and come up with really good content. Uh, congratulations to you and thank you for for everything you've Brought to these conversations because it's without you, it's um, it would be dreary and and boring. I'm telling
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It it was quite amazing to sort of cast my mind back over you know seventy five different topics. Yes, we've been able to create some nice themes coming out of it in two days. Actually, you know, going going right back into that kind of style, picking up a theme from last week's conversation. But yeah, sure, we've we've covered broad and wide, and and it's been really wonderful for me diving into some of the leadership aspects as well, because, you know, that's your forte. Eh? marketing, branding, comms is, is, is mine, but really picking up on the leadership stuff and and, and gaining a nice repertoire of understanding um, on, on, on that particular topic on myself. So, yeah, thanks to you.
0: Yeah. So, Craig, I mean, on that note, uh, last week we had a really good, good conversation around the global consumer types, which was a, quite a, rele- a revelation to me. Can you give us a quick overview of, of that last week's conversation so the listeners can can hear what we were chatting about?
1: Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Absolutely. So so we referenced a report titled Understanding the Path to Purchase 2022 Global Consumer Types, which is actually authored by Lisa Holmes, who is head of practice, Consumer Insights, at the great uh, uh, research house, uh, Euromonitor International. And what we learned from Euromonitor International is that they go beyond the standard demographic uh, approach to create distinct personality-driven consumer types. And they use their data from their Voice of Consumer Lifestyle uh, survey to develop these pro- uh, profiles. So, uh, The key takeaway for, for the listeners there, for Kevin, uh, goes on to provide a clear breakdown on why Uh, brands and marketers actually need to segment by consumer type, and these, these are noted as follows. So firstly, consumer segmentation drives innovation pipeline to meet emerging demands. Consumer segmentation helps customize buying journeys and increase conversions. Consumer segmentation helps marketers understand which motivations influence certain purchases. Consumer segmentation helps marketers to competitively price and position their various product portfolios falling into the four P's, and consumer segmentation helps marketers tailor their promotions and customer experience. Consumer segmentation strengthens relationships with loyal customers and actually helps marketers reach new audiences. And finally, consumer segmentation guides marketing investments and initiatives. Um, so, yeah, so so we look specifically at consumer segment types in that particular uh, um session last week, but but really understanding the importance and power of segmentation. And then whilst whilst we on that, I think one of the things that that you mentioned to me um was we we were talking about one of the areas where we're seeing that influences were not necessarily driving affinity. With, with the various segments that we are chatting about, Kevin. And and I mentioned the yeah. fact that, yeah, you know, I thought that TikTok was really starting to lean in and actually become the the prevalent brand or platform that is still driving a lot of, of uh, um, influencer uh, following. And and interestingly, literally an hour after our show, there was a really great article that landed in my inbox um, <laughs> from Forbes.com that actually... Emphasized and 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 supported that point that TikTok really is still the brand or at least the platform that's helping brands with ad creation and and allowing them to align much stronger with influencers than any of the other brands at the moment. And one of the key things that 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 was highlighted in that little piece of feedback was TikTok is providing really good feed of algorithms that are based mm. on different users' preferences and the activity of history of of the individual users in the back of that it's it's really being able to enhance the the, the platform and ensuring that real up- to date feeds with different dynamic content uh, um, which is is what the influencers are now developing so really great for for brands to see TikTok driving that, and and most definitely, we're seeing a lot more affinity with influencers in the TikTok space than than in in many of the other areas previously.
0: Yeah, I mean, just just on that point, like for me, what I what I love about the TikTok option here as 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 a as a marketing tool is people are coming up with the craziest, craziest crap. Like they just put like this crazy stuff on on TikTok, right? And... And yet they get followers through it, right? And um, depending on what it is you're liking and what it is you're sharing and sort of paying attention to, uh, that also sort of influences your algorithm for your, your, your for you page. It's called your for you page, apparently. My daughter will correct me. Um, but <laughs> but um, what I'm recognizing is, or realizing is, that, that I think that's what the requirement is at the moment is to, is, is, is part of it, is how are you showcasing your brand differently? How are you tapping into the market? And especially looking at the segmentation part is asking yourself, well, where am I fitting? Where is my sweet spot? What is working for people? What do what do people want to hear? And what do people want to experience? Um, and that's why I find that this is so fascinating. Um
1: and and, and and I love it because what do people hear want to year and what, what what do they want as an experience? The one thing that TikTok has really got right through these algorithms is it's understood what those content types are, and and they're absolutely masters at ensuring that you are fed new, fresh content, and, and every single piece of posting on TikTok is an equal opportunity to go viral, re- regardless of how popular that content creator is. It's the relevance. And it talks into that, what do they want and what are they, what are they looking for? So yeah, far, far exceeding anything that, that's, that's happened out there. So understanding segmentation is even more important when we knowing where to look deep into those channels where, where TikTok has got this rich, amazing content. Um, and, and the influencers are, are really finding a, a good home again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Craig, so with that said, um, what, are we, what have we got for the listeners uh, for today's show?
1: Kevin, I want, to, I want to expand on the topic of segmentation in a, in a bit more detail um, as, as it's really an important topic. And, and it's absolutely the, the enabler to align brands to connect with their target audience in a much more meaningful way and, and a more beneficial way, which in turn leads to more leads. Um, and, and, you know, it's enabling much more effective two-way communication which is really what brands are wanting. It's 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 about the, the conversations and through that they're able to develop products and services to meet the needs of consumers and inevitably lead to increased sales and improving on the bottom line. So whilst we specifically looked at consumer types in in, in last week's conversation, I actually want to go back a bit to the foundation of the topic and and, and look at what segmentation really is and what types of segmentation exist and what the benefits of these various types of segmentation are, Kevin. To start off, yeah, yeah sorry, but, go for uh, it.
0: To kick it off with us, uh, to start it off with uh, this de- the de- the definition of the segment. Yeah. segment again.
1: Okay, cool, thanks. So, so I've looked at two or three different uh, definitions. Yeah, and, you know, I always go and look at the the the, the default Wikipedia, which at times you know, questionable, but but nevertheless, Wikipedia notes that market segmentation is the process of driving a broad consumer or business market normally consisting of existing and potential customers into subgroups of consumers based on some type of shared characteristic, and that's an important aspect there, shared characteristic. According to questionpro.com, marketing segmentation is the process that consists of sectioning the target market into smaller groups, that share similar characteristics, same term coming through there, such as age, income, personality traits, behavior, interests, needs, or location. And these segments can be used to optimize marketing and advertising sales uh, effectiveness. And then lastly, segmentation is, is important as it allows brands to create strategies for different consumers depending on how they perceive the overall value of certain products and services. And as I mentioned, Kevin, uh, uh, earlier, it, it enables brands to present a more personalized message to their target audience with the certainty that that these messages will actually be received.
0: Craig, so um, listening to how you put it there, does that mean I have to be an expert? <laughs> I mean, it's not part of my question, a question line of questions here, but... Because it kind of goes like, don't I then need an expert like you to get involved to kind of go, okay, help me segment this? Because, uh, like, from from my yeah, perspective, yeah. I'm going, this might seem overwhelming, for for a small brand or a, a medium enterprise.
1: Kevin, Kevin, I, I think it probably does seem overwhelming for a, for a small brand or medium enterprise, and and it, if if you're not in the regular process and habit of ensuring that you you've got forms on your various touchpoints to collect data to understand the interest that the the audience has relative to your suite of products and services, you're going to need a lot of input and effort there. But if you've set up, you know. Marketing automation is an expensive process, and really that's that's where the big brands are living, but um, email, newsletter, database segmentation is, is a really easy way to get an entry point into understanding a clear definition of your audience. Yes, it takes time and effort, and yes, the big brands are leveraging the services of the Cantars, the Nielsens, the Euro Internationals. To, to bring the big thinking, deep dive data segmentation process to the big brands. But you definitely don't need to go to that level of expense as a small to medium enterprise. You just need to put some mechanics in place to start on a manual basis and, and really work the system. It's effort in equals opportunity out. So, yeah, yeah plug, plug somebody in to help you. That would be great.
0: So, I mean, the word segmentation,
1: uh, where, where where, does this term originate from? Yeah, Kevin, it's a good question because I, I've known it for as long as I've been in this, this world of branding and communications, okay. but I didn't really actually know where it originated. And, and it was first coined, or at least the term, the collective of market segmentation, was first coined by Wendell R. Smith in his, take note, 1956 publication, Product differentiation and market segmentation as alternate marketing strategies, and the blog post by by Jack Verag, um, titled "Growth." Uh, firstly, Jack Jack is the growth marketing manager at Nutshell, um, and he informs us that Wendell R. Smith wrote that modern marketing appeals to selective rather than primary buying motives. This means that consumers are comparing product against one another rather than simply purchasing a product to service uh, uh, and and meet that immediate need. And and this realization was then the inception of the modern marketing segmentation uh, understanding that we practice today. But we also learned that before 1956, there wasn't huge market variety, obviously, um, and, and the general stores really tended to carry only one or two brands in, in particular product categories. Um, but at the time of the publication, more and more emerging brands were offering similar products and thus needed to be able to differentiate themselves with branding and by targeting two different markets given.
0: So, I mean, um, can you provide us some insight on the different types of segmentation then?
1: yeah, absolutely. So, referencing that particular blog post uh, titled Market Segmentation, What is Types and Examples, as found on questionpro.com, I'm going to use that to answer your question, Kevin. And and just to set some context… QuestionPro.com is a USA-based business that believes that research can be interactive, fun, and and game-changing. And yeah, gamification of research is an important component in the industry. And these guys seem to actually have mastered it. And they they believe that yeah, they've been working to improve innovating their technology with one goal in mind and that's to help clients and brands collect meaningful data to make better decisions and you know that goes back to the question that you make at least yeah you know, do you need to invest in some kind of proprietary technology or services to enable yourself to be more effective in your segmenting very much so what we learned from the, from the blog post is that there and and firstly let me let me just validate there are multiple theories and beliefs on, on how many layers of segmentation and types of segmentation. But, you know, referencing this blog post in particular, there are four types of market segmentation, namely geographic segmentation, demographic segmentation, psychographic segmentation, and behavioral uh, segmentation. And, and the whole study of segmentation sits around the principles of those four definitions, whilst others may add on on, on different layers. And, and what's important to understand here is that there are various layers within each of those four classifications of segmentation. So if you allow me, I'll just touch touch on each of the four with one or two points to at least get to understand the cascading layers in that environment, Kevin. So what we learn from geographical segmentation is that it consists of creating different groups of customers based on their geographic Locations and boundaries, and and it's the needs and interests of potential customers that vary according to their geographic location, their climate, uh, their region, and and obviously understanding this allows marketers to determine where to sell a particular product, where to advertise a particular brand, um, and and actually where to expand their business to meet to meet that audience. Uh, geographic market segmentation takes into account the prospect's location. And it helps determine marketing strategies. It's around countries, nations, states, regions, cities, and even right down to localized neighborhoods, Kevin. What we learned from demographic segmentation is that it consists of dividing the market through the different variables such as age, gender, nationality, education, level, family size, occupation, income. And, and you know, you and I have spoken about the demographic uh, a segmentation quite a bit in our various conversations. And it's one of the most widely used forms of marketing segmentation, since it's based on knowing how customers use your products and services, and how much they're actually willing to pay for them. Yeah. The third segmentation is psychographic segmentation. And this is one of the the, the, the segmentation profile that really appeals to me. And I'd like us to pick up on this in, in a lot more detail in a future session as well. It consists of grouping targeted audiences based on their behavior, lifestyle choices, attitudes, and interests. And, and to understand the target audience in greater detail, market research is conducted using techniques such as focus groups, surveys, interviews, and case studies, and very much Yeah, methodologies that you're quite familiar with in delivering your your particular leadership uh, and work more specific traits are associated with psychographic segmentation in addition to behavior lifestyle attitudes uh, as noted earlier on they they include the likes of personality beliefs goals values desires and and social class are also included in in the spectrum of psychographic segmentation. And what's important is is, is that two individuals can possess exactly the same identical uh, demographic information, but actually make very different purchase decisions and and therefore requiring those different layers on, on, on the approach to marketing. And according to Wikipedia, psychographic in marketing focuses on understanding the consumer's emotions and values which then allows you to be much more effective in, in, in building your communication messages and, and accurately targeting them. And then lastly, um, behavioral segmentation focuses on specific reactions like consumer behaviors, and the way customers go through their decision-making repertoire and, and purchasing processes. And an example of behavioral segmentation would be the attitudes that public have towards a particular brand, the way they use it, and, and, and the awareness they actually have of that brand, Kevin. Behavioral segmentation data is collected very much in a similar way to how you would find psychographic data, uh, thereby allowing marketers to develop a more targeted and and, and granular approach as well. And segmenting your your market based on behaviors is typically done by marketers within their market automation software, whereas companies with mailing lists have already performed that first layer of of behavioral segmentation, and they therefore just track prospects who have signed up to to receive the mails. And I mentioned to you, if you can start building out some kind of, of database based on the engagement you have with your mailers, you'll be able to start targeting relative to the interest that is generated uh, by your respective prospect opportunities, Kevin.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's psychographic and the, the behavioral segmentation, that to me uh, in, immediately speaks to like uh, perks, perks up my ears. Um, but I mean, what are the benefits or key objectives of marketing segmentation, Craig?
1: Yeah. So, so, Kevin, I mentioned uh, the the four Ps earlier on. Um, again, there, there, there are so many different definitions or objectives that are defined on the web these days. But really simply put, Kevin, the four Ps of marketing are, in essence, the, the key objective, uh, uh, marketing segmentation objectives. And whilst you may have heard the term a number of times... Um, the objectives are defined as, as follows in, in the podcast. So the first P reference in the, pod, in, in, in the article is product, which is creating successful products is one of the main objectives of an organization and one of the reasons why you would conduct marketing research. This allows you to add the right features to your product and will also help you reduce the costs to meet the needs of your target audience. The second P is, is the P of price. Um, another objective of the segmentation is to, to establish the right price for your product and identifying which is the public that will be willing to pay for it. So whilst you're setting a good price point, you still got to ensure that you're identifying who that audience segment is that will be willing to pay. And you know that's, that's on a spectrum of, of mass right the way through to, to quite boutique, unique experiences and products. The third P is promotion, and this helps you target the members of each of the segments that you've identified and and selecting them to the different categories so that you can actually direct your strategies quite compartmentally into each of those environments as well. And the fourth P is the P of place. So, So, the ultimate goal here is actually to decide how you offer a product to each of the groups of consumers. And how you take it to them in the place that they're most in tune and willing and ready to accept to engage with the product, and and you know obviously it has to be a, a pleasant experience in in that particular instance.
0: Great. Uh, how does how much does credibility play into into the four Ps? Um, uh, because one of one of the things that like Ferrari, Ferrari doesn't advertise, right? They don't have adverts and like, come buy a Ferrari kind of thing. They don't need to. Um.
1: (laughs) They don't need to anymore, but they they needed to when they first came to market.
0: Ah, okay. So that's because you have to have some kind of credibility to really and, and put the four Ps in place before you get to that point
1: so so you know that comes about on the basis of reputation and reputation comes about on the basis of trust and trust comes about on the basis of of a whole host of other components of which the value proposition is in place it meets the consumer's needs based on the relevant segment uh, um categories that you're looking at so so there's a whole build to ensuring that that you have a product that means something to an audience, irrespective of the size of the audience, it's got the right value proposition, the right price point is is available in the right channels, and 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 meets the the desired need at at, at the point of need, and when all of that's in place, then you know consumers lean in. Loyalty proposition; they trust you more. Word of mouth becomes a prevalent driver of, of brand sales. And at the end of the day, when you've got a brand as powerful as as Ferrari, you probably don't need to advertise. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, the, well, then the next section of this information is your intersection. So, please tell me about it, <laughs> yeah, Kevin. So
1: what 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 I really found uh, um, important is 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 It's not just about understanding the objectives and knowing what a marketing segmentation strategy is, but it's really about understanding how to apply it. Mm -hmm. And and the blog post provides five really easy steps that enable marketers to develop their marketing strategies and being effective in in applying it. And these are as follows. So, So step one, define your market. And it's at this point of the segmentation that you should actually focus on discovering how big that market is, where your brand fits in, and if your products have the capacity to solve what it promises and what the market needs given. So point two then, or step two then, is is segment your market. And that consists of choosing which of the types of, of, of market segment actually best suit your brand. Step three is to understand your market, ask customers the right questions depending on the types that that you choose. Learn from them. You must know your target audience in detail. And you can achieve this through a whole host of 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 surveys and online questionnaires. Step four is about building that customer segment. You know, so after you've collected the information and responses, you need to perform some some proper data analytics to understand where the opportunities are and then build up the dynamic segments that that have greater affinity to your brand. And then finally, step five there is, is test your strategy. And the beauty about marketing and, and this industry is that's an iterative process is yeah, make sure you've got correctly interpret, correctly interpreted the, the data and that you're testing with your, your target audience in in a, in a continuum. And that will help you revisit your, your market segmentation strategies. And you may see some movement between uh, um, you know, consumers from, from one segment to another. But just keep doing the, the segmentation profiling. Reiterate the process and make the necessary incremental changes. And you'll find that you're honing in on key audiences. You'll be able to dial that RO up more effectively.
0: Craig, what, I do, what I do like about this five-step process is that you could do this at a micro level. You know, yes. We, we, this is not a. This is not a thing that's just for big corporates or you know, <clears throat> large organizations, um, but even as a coach, even as a, as an accountant, as a as a bookkeeper, you know, like really honing in those skills and kind of going, define who it is you want to talk to, segment your market, understand who your market is, build your customer segment, and and really test it, um, and you know, from just playing around with Google, I mean, that's something I could do, right? I, you know, very much so check your, you know, how it's working for you. So I like the fact that it's, that it's as simple as that. I mean, it can be as simple as that. And uh, Kevin, there,
1: there are some really good software platforms out there that don't cost an arm and a leg that, that are structured to enable small to medium businesses. So yeah, definitely look, look out and plug into some of those.
0: So Craig, as we close the show today, uh, what can you share to the with the listeners as T the, the key more than tea, yeah. <laughs> the key takeaways of the conversation today?
1: So Kevin, I for 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 the takeaway today, um, whilst again we yeah, the obvious statement we know what marketing segmentation is and, and, and we know that we need to leverage the benefits of what it has for organizations, it's it's really ensuring that marketers follow some critical steps to ensure that they can leverage the advantages, which coming out of that particular article are noted as follows. Marketing segmentation creates much stronger marketing messages. So so when you know who you are targeting, you can definitely create that strong personalized message that responds directly to the needs and wants of your respective target audience. Marketing segmentation requires that marketers find the ideal marketing strategies to be effective. And marketing segmentation allows marketers to know their audience, so they therefore able to create a plan that will work successfully and determine the better solutions and methods to reach their respective audience, Kevin. Marketing segmentation also helps brands attract potential customers. By sending direct and clear messages, you attract the right audience and are more likely to convert them into buyers. Marketing segmentation helps differentiate your brand from the competition by focusing on specific customer needs and characteristics that marketers can actually create specific messages around that aligns with the brand's value proposition. Marketing segmentation also helps brands identify that niche market and identifying the niche or the broadest audience, whether it's the needs that that you can effectively address in the broadest audience or the needs that you can affect in a really, really niche, high-value audience. Marketing segmentation also helps focus marketing and and communication efforts, an important requirement here because it eliminates uh, a spend wastage. It allows brands to identify new marketing opportunities and it avoids the distraction and deflecting away from, from the identified target marketing And finally, Kevin, marketing segmentation helps create a customer connection. So when brands know what their customers' wants and needs are, they can create those effective strategies to actually forge much stronger brands of the brand and and customer, which in turn creates good brand repertoire, good brand conversation, leading to loyalty and and inevitably great customer satisfaction. And and those are the, the key takeaway points for today.
0: Fantastic. I love that. It's, it's a fantastic summary, Craig, and I think it's how you've sort of uh, laid it out for us is, is in great de- detail. Um, guys, if you want to go and check this out, to go and check out last week's conversation. It's going to get s- sort of uh, le- lend itself from this week's conversation and it really works well together. Craig, thank you for, for today, guys. You're going to check, uh, catch the Lunchtime Marketing and Leadership uh, series every Thursday at 12 on ebrewsradio.com and that's live uh, Craig, thank you for joining me, and uh, thanks for having a good chat.
1: Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Look forward to show number seventy-six next week. Thanks. <laughs> I
0: can't believe that we're be this far. So it's amazing.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> Have an awesome rest of the week. Thanks, Craig. Cheers thanks, Kevin. It. Job.